0: Pigweed here. Today we review an IPA and discuss therapy. Hello and welcome to Beer in Conversation
1: with Pigweed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Pigweed. What's on your mind? Well, Unfortunately, you know, I, I was, I was feeling really down last week, and yeah. just, ha- just having some things that were really bugging me, and I was listening to this podcast, and it was advertising this like online talk therapy thing. Yeah, those things I, are all over the place. They are. So I thought, I thought, you know, fine, I'll give it a try. So. So I got on this thing. We had a, had a Zoom meeting with the um, with the therapist, and you know he kind of dug around in my head and, and answered all the asked all these uh, embarrassing questions and everything like yeah. that. And I thought it, I thought it was all going pretty well until the next day. I got an email from the Chinese Communist Party saying that they had a record of all the things that I said on the call, <laughs> and uh, you know I, if I didn't send them a million dollars, that uh, well they were going to. Fortunately, disclose. you don't have a million dollars. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if they're going to turn me in or, or what's what's happening. So yeah, anyway. who? Uh, yeah, gosh, who would want?
0: Anybody gets in the deepest, darkest secrets of Crow Hill is uh, in for, <laughs> in, <laughs> for a rough time.
1: in for a rough time. Rough <laughs> time. Like, yeah. All right, that's nothing. A couple of beers can't solve. Well, I hope so. I hope so. I you know, I'll just I'll just ask them for a refund and say, look, I drank a beer and solved it. <laughs> <laughs> Took a walk and drank a beer. Right. So
0: this is some sweet water. Okay. Uh, it's a single hop hazy IPA. Uh, I, what I like about I like as a home brewer, most of your brews have multiple hops. Yeah. And so you're never quite sure exactly which what's contributing what. So I like these single hops, and I'm gonna I'm gonna brew a a pale ale this weekend. And so I'm going to find out right now. If Mosaic is going to play a big part in my pale ale.
1: Yeah, so like the last brew that, that I did was all Simcoe. For, oh. that, for that very reason yeah, I, wanted yeah. to, I wanted to see what Simcoe would do. But so right. so this one's Mosaic. And it is hazy. Uh kind of looks like orange juice in the glass. Yeah, I'm so over the hazy.
0: I was just over I was just impartially over the hazy. Yeah, I'm irritated
1: by the hazy. <laughs> but Yeah. But this is uh um, right, so Okay, we're getting a good flavor of what the what mosaic is like it's it's got a it's got that resiny sort of flavor to it, yeah,
0: I like that, yeah, the sort of the leftover tongue coating feeling <laughs> right it's yeah.
1: good, yeah, like like you licked a pine tree or something, right? and would you put it more piney or more citrusy
0: mm.
1: I'm thinking more on the piney side, mm-hmm. I'm not getting any citrus. maybe a little citrus mm-hmm. but a not bit. a lot it's. It's definitely on the piney side. Yeah. It's it's an interesting flavor. It's good that's for an good. IPA. Yeah, right.
0: that's definitely good. Yeah, I think I will. I'll do maybe, um, you know,
1: a cascade and a and a mosaic. Hmm. Yeah, like, I like that. I don't like it all the time, but I like that resiny hop mm-hmm. flavor. It's yeah. good. Yeah. And yeah, if you're yeah. a home brewer and you're curious about that, you can look up. The characteristics of a hop, and find out the oil content of the right. hop,
0: cohumulins or something like that. Is that, think, the, that they, what the number is?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm cohumulin. I think is the is what contributes to the bitterness. I think what contributes oh, to the bitterness gosh. and the the oil content is what gives you that resiny stuff. No, yeah, they
0: they got all those numbers.
1: Yeah, and it's becoming such a better science. Back when I first started homebrewing. It was like, okay, here's ale hops and here's lager hops. It's you know? <laughs> your one yeast. To yeah, exactly. For. It was very, very primitive. Now they get all these numbers and everything else. All right, so therapy. Therapy, therapy, therapy. Disclaimer. We, yeah. Okay. Well, you have a disclaimer. <laughs> I have another disclaimer. Okay. That was a total why that story I told you. Oh yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I don't see you uh, making any calls. People to who no, no. Space or people whatever. who uh, people who listen to the show for any length of time realize that from time to time we just say ridiculous just, things, just, just, just make stuff up, just fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see.
0: What was it that got me first thinking about? Therapy just becoming a bigger and bigger part of who we are, and taken just entirely for granted that anybody and everybody it can can benefit from therapy. And you know how P and C are when it's everybody seems to agree with something we say, we're probably going to, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really true? I mean, everybody <laughs> says, right. if anybody starts with a sense, like, well, as you know, everybody knows that.
1: Really? Yeah. That's kind of my. I started a new file on my computer for my professional life, and it's actually uh, Crowhill the Contrarian. Ah. Uh-huh. And what I it starts it starts off with the everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. And then it says the Contrarian says, mm-hmm. you know, about you know what's what's really the contrarian. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, so I think there was an event that got this idea in your head. As oh I yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Now I get it. It was it was uh, Ben Shapiro went to speak at a university. And the university offered counseling to the the people who were so. My God, what did he say? That was so. He hadn't said a thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> this was before he even showed up. Just just the idea <laughs> that that a person like this existed in the world and might actually physically occupy space that they might occupy at some point. Right. Like, can you imagine being so unhinged that the mere existence of somebody who disagrees with you well, makes yeah. you want to have? Therapy?
0: Well, what about the grown-ups in the room who are should be expecting the students who are also little grown-ups to be grown-ups? Yeah. And go, what are you talking about? Right. No, no. We need a safe space, a cry room, and uh, a place to hug it out. Some pillows. And somebody to talk to. And some crayons.
1: Yeah. Some, some uh, mermaid...
0: Coloring yeah. books and things like that. yeah I guess yeah that is that is that is what got me thinking about has this whole therapy thing just gone a little bit too far where you so disclaimer is yes I get it there are people for whom therapy is an important and a valuable of course you know approach yes. to dealing with something that's going in your life yes absolutely but I think it's been stretched out to the point that here we have the extreme example is Knowing that somebody that you disagree with is with is within a quarter mile of you, <laughs> right? You didn't even hear the words. You didn't even yeah. have to suffer through a, an opinion
1: that you don't share. Yeah, just yep. know that he's sharing those opinions somewhere. Yeah, by all means, if somebody needs help, they should get help. But we it's we've turned that concept into, gosh, everybody needs help for the most ridiculous. Well, actually, thing. this person does need some kind of help. <laughs> they uh, do, yeah, they but do. But not for dealing with that. They need a. I don't know. They need Swift somebody to say, ass, well, rub, rub some dirt on it and get over it. I mean,
0: good grief. Good grief.
1: Yeah. I, that You know, there was a, a university that I read about. I think it was in Colorado, but I'm not positive, where the, the president made it clear to every incoming class that this is a place where we discuss ideas. Wait a minute. <laughs> that in <laughs> itself could send you to the therapy yeah, room. That's, that's what it's about. That's what we do here. We evaluate ideas. We criticize ideas. And if and you can't, and all if you the can't ideas deal with that, are, get out. God, that's a freshman orientation. I, can, I know I can, I can exactly. Get that's that's what you need. Yeah, well, remember the chalkening. <laughs> no, what was the chalkening?
0: Uh, yes, somebody wrote in chalk, in chalk "Trump 2020, on a sidewalk at a university, uh, and people had meltdowns. Yes, people. Yes, right. They right. They offered therapy for uh, people uh, who found that. Yeah, and they and they had to find
1: the perpetrator. You know, I would have so much more respect if somebody just like peed on it to wipe it off the sidewalk. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Stay dumb. Exactly. Yeah. Be a man. Yeah. All right. But
0: this is this has not been around been with us. Things have not been this way for all of humankind, or even very, or even until very, very recently. Even so, in the days of Freud. Right, so we could say modern psychotherapy, of talk therapy, the idea that you could, just by sitting down, the old, the old lay down on the couch yeah. where the therapist barely talks, uh, you know, that's that's Freud, that's early 20th century. Yeah. And so...
1: Oh, well, uh, Freud was... When was Freud?
0: Was it early 20th century? Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. Up in, yeah, up in... Right. Uh... <laughs> Crowhill here, I wanted to check on this. Uh, Bigweed and Crowhill, were both right here. Uh, Freud started his practice in 1886 in Vienna, so that would be 19th century, but it continued on into 1938 when he left Austria to escape the Nazis and he died in exile in the United Kingdom in 1939. So, because really you had psychiatry
0: and that was just dealing with actual crazy people delusional patients, people with severe dysfunctions. Mm-hmm. That's that's who you dealt with. The idea of just you know the general malaise, you know, I'm just don't feel like I'm being my, reaching my true potential. That wasn't ever part of psychiatry. It was, yeah. you know, it was actual crazy people who nowadays also can't be dealt with in terms of just talking it out. Now fortunately we have drugs to stabilize
1: them right the best we can. And 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 once again, disclaimer: If people need drugs, they need drugs. We're not. To, we're no, not no, no. I'm anything, not, get, no, yeah, not I'm saying not against that.
0: that at all. In fact, I'm, for for the extreme cases, that is the only thing there yeah, is. In that's, fact, that's I'm saying talk, talk therapy, ain't it? For them either. So, but uh, but once we once Freud got into the notion of neuroses, right? So now. If a if a married man had no desire for his wife or a woman felt anxious in the presence of her mother, these feelings were no longer viewed as ordinary, unpleasant experiences of life, but as dysfunctions to be treated. And I think that is really the kicker right there. Yeah. Life ain't easy. And the idea that you feel overwhelmed, my job is taking over too much of my life. Uh I have so many things going on. I, I can't Well, to me that kinda just sounds like living and
1: yeah. But so, so, so I guess I'm going to take a slightly different take here on on this one, because I mean, those kinds of problems are, are part of the ordinary rumble tumble of life. And, you know, things aren't always the way you want and it can be tough and whatnot. Okay. That's fine. And you need to get over those things. And sometimes you need some help, but why isn't that talking to a friend? Why isn't that, you know, talking to your priest? Why isn't that, uh, Talk to the bartender for having sex, you know, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so it seems like the idea, certainly if somebody has a problem, then they should, you know, try to find a way to make it better. That, that's what we should all be doing. But right. turning that into some sort of a diagnosis where there might be some drugs and where you have to, all that have to go to a professional, you know, let's dial it down a bit. Dial I'm not sh- it down. Yeah. So
0: you're, <laughs> you're bummed. You know Why? Because things aren't going great in your life, mm-hmm. and guess what? I guess you know you know how many people things aren't going great in their life. Most everybody. <laughs> so the Rast idea and that you, and short. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> idea that you now have that you find some relief that the way you're feeling is now in the DSM five. Yeah. Do you know the DSM five I downloaded it today is 970 pages? Good grief! That when it the, the, when the five came
1: out, people were like, "All right, you know, what do we, need we have to do? too many?" Read the whole thing. No, no, no. What we need to do is we need <laughs> to take the DSM and we need to take the BJCC style guidelines, <laughs> right? And we need to match every disorder to a beer style, okay? Right. To to say, you know, look, if you have this disorder, then dup, 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 then you obviously need a ride porter. <laughs> what just, do you think? Yeah, we we'll just take the or you
0: just take the two take the two manuals as if they're a deck of cards and shuffle. Just
1: <laughs> shuffle them. Whatever's touching One, the other, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however it falls, that's what it yeah. is. We have a we have a prescription for you here. It's called it's called a uh, single hop mosaic IPA. All right now, Frank Ferundi, Ferundi, I
0: think you read some Frank. Mm-hmm. Wrote a book called uh, Therapy Culture, and uh, got a lot of play in that in the criticism of excessive therapy and a little lack of a. Kind of a, he's not a Brit but he lives and teaches in England but I thought the, the description of the British uh, stiff upper lip
1: yeah I, I thought the the Brit- the sorry the description of the book on Amazon was actually helpful okay therapy culture explores the powerful influence of therapeutic imperative in Anglo-american societies in recent decades virtually every sphere of life has become subject to a new emotional culture Professor Ferretti suggests that the recent cultural turn, ...toward the realm of the emotional coincides with a radical redefinition of personhood. Mm-hmm. Increasingly, vulnerability is presented as the defining feature of people's psychology. Mm-hmm. Terms like people at risk, scarred for life, or emotional damage evoke a sense, unique sense of powerlessness. Yeah. Freddy questions the widely accepted thesis that the therapeutic turn represents an enlightened shift towards emotions. Yeah. He claims that therapeutic culture is primarily about imposing a new conformity through the management of people's emotions... Through framing the problem of everyday life, through the prism of emotions, therapeutic culture incites people to feel powerless and ill. Mm-hmm. Drawing on developments in popular culture, political and social life, Freddie provides a path-breaking analysis of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. And did you, you, you know, uh, you're familiar with
0: Christina Hoff Summers. Yeah. She wrote a book called uh, One Nation Under Therapy, mm-hmm. which... A lot, of, it covers a lot of the same things that we, you, you, people are defined by their, uh, by their weaknesses. Yeah. And she says, uh, she says, such a, says, like, they, they, when they define grief as something that needs to be treated, mm. I mean, right? There's a, grief's okay yeah right I mean if you' if you can't get out of bed six months later you may maybe you need to get some help
1: but right c- certainly so what do you think about when there's some tragic thing and all of a sudden the grief counselors all flock in i I'm not sure what I think about that because on the on the one hand uh, these these are professional trained people that can help. I get that you know we have we have a friend, same uh, name as your sister. Who, right. who does that? You know, when, when there's a shooting or something or other, she flies in, she goes in, and she helps out these people. And on the one hand, I'm thinking, okay, I guess that's good. But on the other hand, it's kind of like, I mean, you know, when my brother's best friend was shot when I was a kid, there was no grief counselor around. You oh,
0: just... I figure if my best friend was was murdered and I'm in high school, I want to be with my family and my friends, and yeah. maybe maybe his family. Yeah. What? Yeah, right to 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 go sit in a circle with a bunch of
1: other kids and some stranger who just and talk about up. how sad you are or something. I yeah. I, I'm not. I'm just not really seeing how that's helping all that much. It seems like you really. That's a time for going back to your family, not necessarily these sort of public grief sessions. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, not a professional. The idea is to to seek. You know,
0: psychological help rather than ethical guidance, the act of suffering from loss or defeat as a pathology in need of a cure, and vulnerability, not resilience as a characterization of the American psyche. So hmm. she's, they're, they're like, soundly reject the central assumptions of therapism and contend that with few exceptions, human beings are self reliant, uh, psychically sound, and morally responsible for their actions. Hmm. Uh, so I think she's on the same page with Ferretti and, you know, not a professional.
1: But I'm kind, of on, I'm kind of on their team. So I, I saw this definition of something called emotional correctness. That's what we need is another type of correctness. Eh, right? Yeah. Society continually demands the exposure of pain and public contrition. By treating emotions and feelings as the defining feature of individual identity... The private sphere has become a legitimate area for public scrutiny. Mm -hmm. So any claim for privacy represents a refusal to accept the new etiquette of emotional corrections, correctness. The idea is this like erosion of the boundary between the public and the private. Yes. Well, Ferrini talks about the,
0: the, the rise of self disclosure, self disclosure television. Yeah. So this is 80s. So, you know, if you think about,
1: how we Ma- got Ma- to where Ma- we are. Maury, Maury Povich is he? Yes, Maury,
0: Maury Povich, Oprah Winfrey, Geraldo, uh, Jenny, mm. uh, Ricky Lake. All of this was
1: people pouring out their private. You know, those names came too quickly to your consciousness. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering oh, about oh, you I now. Remember I remember mean, that so well. I okay. guess they're
0: still out there. Oh, what's the. Uh, this is the other way they're always fighting on the show. That,
1: uh, Oh, gosh. Don't ask me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that, that guy stuff,
0: was, but... uh, He, yeah, he was actually the mayor of Cincinnati at one
1: point. <laughs> <and> I forget. <laughs> okay. So, uh.
0: There was a football player. So, this is a, this is from a British article. This is that. Yeah. For f- Who was, you know, a bit of a binge drinker and a smoker. I don't know how you're a binge drinker and a smoker and playing, and being at the top level of. Soccer, but that, that's yeah. pretty impressive. <laughs> it is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he faced the wrath of the media for being a, you know, drinker and a smoker and a verbal rouser. Right. Uh, until he acknowledged he had a problem hmm. and checked into a clinic. I see. And right. Then, so then, then, then you perform the the mandatory ritual. You 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 write a book. You declare yourself a victim. Mm-hmm you you sought treatment which is there's nothing more virtuous than seeking treatment and now you can go on and do uh, this heroic tour of how you have come overcome
1: your you know your 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 worst self yeah and you know the thing is if you're a binge drinker and you have a problem drinking by all means Get it fixed, right? I mean, that we're not problem. There's no problem with that. But what is all this parading afterwards? It's like yeah. you know, when a, when a Catholic goes to confession <laughs> and they go in and they you know bless me, Father, for I've sinned, and they go through. They don't then come out and go, I used to be this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, exactly. This so we. If, if a guy's a complete
0: pos, yeah and then declares himself to no longer be the POS. Well, now he gets to write a book and go on a tour, but the guy who never was, he's just a schmuck. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, you don't, sell, you don't celebrate the guy who's never cheated on his wife, but the guy who had a sex addiction. Right. Which, how about, I mean, you mean being a famous rich actor and women throwing their body parts at you, uh, is that really an addiction?
1: Yeah. Or is that, uh... And then sex you're, so then sex you're, addict, to me, just sounds like 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, right, but then then you go get your fake treatment,
0: yeah, and uh, come out and every everything is forgiven because because of therapy culture because we believe yeah. that that is some sort of uh, I don't know a, a quasi religious experience that you right. go through. Right, I've, I've I've gone through and survived therapy. <laughs> Big weed here. We love receiving comments from our listeners, and so if you have something to contribute, comment, disagree, we'd love to hear it. We can be reached at BigWeedShow at gmail.com. Just called PigWeed, but Crowhill will listen to.
1: So when you originally proposed this idea to me, you said therapeutic culture. So I wasn't really sure what that was, so I did a search... And looked up a bunch of things that were talking about therapeutic culture. And to tell you the truth, it was a whole lot of gibberish. <laughs> I did the same yeah. thing. I, and yeah, it took me some time to find things that actually spoke about this topic in a sensible way. And I did find some interesting okay, things. There's some good articles, but, but therapeutic culture, um, there, gosh, there was some gobbledygook and nonsense. But so popular theories have demonized silence and stoicism you know we think the old stiff upper lip kind of stuff yeah. promoting the belief that healthy people talk about themselves yeah do do they do they is that really necessary and and, and not to not to just one person publicly you
0: publicly share your that's, a, that's a, as a sign of health your your what? Your, your, your private thoughts and your yeah. your, your well, let me, let me and your aggravations. You. Let me throw
1: this at you. Because the public exposure of inner pain can count on the affirmation and support of today's culture, more and more people identify themselves through their addiction syndrome. For In other words, like you were saying, with this, this guy who had this problem and then he came, went into therapy and, and everybody said, oh, good, you went into therapy. Everybody, everybody supports him, right? But yeah. is that really true with cancel culture? <laughs> oh, I see. You oh know, my god, this, so it's the opposite. Does cancel culture like flip this whole thing on its head so yeah. that so there that is that, no redemption. No, there's no redemption at all in cancel culture. No, no no
0: we we we've learned there's no reason to apologize because that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you are yeah, there's no there's no Christian charity, there's no
1: forgiveness. Mhm. One and done. Yeah. So so I guess somebody who who does some awful thing and the cancel culture mob comes after them. Can they then go into therapy? I don't. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can go into therapy and say, "Okay, now I've exposed my inner pain and I've figured out what my problems are." I don't. I don't think that applies for for certain things that would make the woke mob upset. Yes. Was there, there was like not that long ago
0: th- to have a therapist was sort of like. Something you didn't oh, really
1: c- confess.
0: Well, so. no. The The only people who did confess it was where it was fashionable. Yeah. Sort of a rich person's It's like an accoutrement, you yeah, know? Right. It's, it's yeah. like... Uh, here's, my right, mint be, because, here's my mink coat and Yeah, right. Yeah, because right. you're the only person who can afford $120 an hour to pay for... You know, like the Woody Allen
1: Manhattanites. Right. You know, it,
0: it was that type of person that...
1: who uh, Woody Allen's a good example of thinking of somebody who has all these neuroses and has to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, has the to fun. go to therapy. Yeah, yeah.
0: But then uh you know it's sort of a an upper class overeducated thing but what you were talking about in the opening in your fake opening this recent burst of online therapy and I, so uh, which is a, probably a combination of therapy culture we all need and deserve therapy uh they shut down so that you're not actually meeting with your therapist in the office mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's a heck of a lot cheaper than the, we were go, uh, than the upper West Side in Manhattan. So now you too, you were sort of excluded from the neuroses of the idle rich. Yeah. You too can now participate, and in fact, my ther opening uh, opening uh, you know with a glass of the huge glass of Chardonnay, opening a conversation with my therapist tells me, <laughs> right? In fact, I, I think yeah. I can imagine you know, the Real Wives of Housewives or some whatever they're called. Uh, you don't want to be left
1: out. You, yeah, you're right. You want to be in the therapy group. You've got wait, everybody's got a therapist.
0: Yeah. i don't have a therapist. Let me
1: let me tell you if you know if you need if you think you need therapy like that. Let me tell you an absolutely cheap and easy, accessible way to deal with that. Um, go to a Roman Catholic church on a Saturday afternoon about 3 o'clock. Yeah, There's all these priests sitting in the confessional just waiting for somebody to come in. Okay, and, you know, <laughs> okay. Great. It's, it's entirely free. Uh-huh. And you can get everything off your chest and, you know, hear there, whatever. And, you know, the thing is, I think maybe all this therapy culture stuff is to some extent a consequence of the loss of other ways that people traditionally would have dealt Absolutely. with this sort of thing. It's it's a loss. It's a you know secularization of the society. It's the the lack of um, community involvement. Like like you know maybe if you're having trouble something if you if you bowl every Tuesday night you could talk to your buddies you know at the, <laughs> whatever you know. Right. But the lack of just regular human interaction where you're talking to people and you hey you know I got something I'd like to ask you about. Right, and we have. We we have we keep reducing
0: down what qualifies as worthy of seeking a therapist. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. now we have what is the what is the name for this uh, new coaching a behavioral health coach? Huh? So which is one which is one notch down. In fact, you just need a certificate. It's not really you know a therapist has a degree in yeah. psychology. The, what a lot of these places. What did I hear? Because I, I heard on my way to work this morning, Ginger and Headspace, and they're actually selling their product to businesses, so that the business will get them. I guess I don't know. I don't know what the pay structure is, yeah, right? Lot, but you bring it in and make
1: that available to your entire workforce. A lot of businesses provide that as a benefit, where you can talk to a counselor or whatever. It's a, it's not a bad idea, you know, cuz you don't you don't want these things coming out in the office. And if somebody's got a problem, then you want them to you want them to uh-huh. Deal with it, right? Now, and and then I guess in this way, you don't have to personally have it on staff. Yeah, exactly. You just pay yeah. for a service. And you don't expect all your managers to be able to deal with, with this stuff. It's like, you know, I think maybe that's something. That uh, right. To talk, yeah. talk to the <laughs> ESB <laughs> right. service Yeah, and then, right. Then you don't have to burden your
0: managers with uh, spending an hour in his office with somebody's right. personal problems. Now, you could just... now, let me throw
1: another a word at you here and, and tell me what you think about this. And that's the addiction industrial complex. Ha! Huh. All right, I'm I'm feeling it. Yeah, you have to spell it out for me. But. So, so let's say, just to be cynical, that there's an, a financial incentive to make more and more types of addictions, so that we can have more and more professionals who have more and more oh, types yeah. of therapy and and whatnot.
0: Yes. Well, there's the there's the the therapy industry for sure. Mm-hmm. Now which I think benefits from expanding what is the normal ups and downs of life into a quantifiable DSM neuroses because, yeah, because, uh, yeah, because everybody gets – so what I – we've lowered the bar below even needing a therapist. Now you just have this (laughs) behavioral coach guy, and it's just sort of vague, uh, I don't know, my – my, my, you know, my life and relationships aren't as awesome as I want them to be. And, you know, and uh, all day, you know, I work with the kids. I'm so overwhelmed with relationships and home repairs and and, 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 and all day just feels like I'm doing everything for other people. And what about me? And really, so now this narcissistic. Self-absorbent of you know modern culture now has
1: somebody reinforcing that yeah and says well come on in let's talk about it. yeah and and once again I I'm really of two minds about this because because I do want people to be on a path of self improvement I want people to try to be better right yeah. I want people when they see that they've got a problem they're not good at something figure out how to fix it right but and, I, it's, that's what I, but
0: what I'm saying is I think that this is. I just want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not really address fixing it. I just want somebody to hear me say how bad I have it. Right. And you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, if somebody, if the person on the other side is a little bit more of a drill sergeant about it. <laughs> all right. Well, I see. You, I agree. Yeah. You talk do. That out. Uh, you do. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. You go into the doctor and you say, Doc, it hurts when I do this. What
1: does he say? Yeah, don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So
1: maybe you need a little bit of yeah, a little bit of more uh rub some dirt on it and walk it off Right. And, uh... Yeah, so so when people have a problem you realize uh, that you have this issue my disclaimer again we yeah. already
0: Yeah, done yeah, it three yeah times. I, we've
1: done it several <laughs> okay. times. So when people need help they should get help. But <laughs> yeah. but it just seems like there's there's a we've gone too far with this and and we've become a little too addicted to the idea that that we all have neuroses and we need therapy and counseling and, I'm, and i think a lot of these things are so are
0: personality traits mm. that exist on a bell curve yeah and let's just say you know introvert extrovert at the very far ends yeah those two things are going to interfere with you having a normal functioning life right and maybe you should see somebody about that yeah but i think we keep pushing it from the ends Towards the middle where everybody already is, we go. Yeah, but I'm not exactly in the middle, <laughs> right? So, for, right? So, so the gal who gets invited to these parties and she's like, I just don't like loud, raucous parties. Okay. It's just not fun for me. Then uh, don't go to them. And it, right. And so, she, <laughs> right. So she says, I would just rather go sit with my cat and read a book on a on a Friday night. I, I, I don't like that. And then somebody's like. It sounds like social uh, anxiety disorder. (laughs) Right? What if She's just a quiet introvert. Right, She's perfectly fine. Go sit with your cat and read the book. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I think we start defining things in to Mm. where, you know, the guy who's, you know, a little bit brash, who's a little bit of a hothead, I mean, as long as he's not, you know, gauging road rage, that's just who he is. Does he need anger management therapy because he's, you know, a little bit of a boisterous hothead? So... Just, I think, I think it's redefining for the benefit of the industry what neuroses is and what what uh, is a uh, uh, classified DM identified disorder.
1: So, why why would people? I guess what it is 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 the culture has turned to everybody needs therapy now. Why why would that be? Like when we were growing up. If if you had to say that you were going to therapy that was like uh you yeah. you, you didn't want to say that you nobody yeah, wanted it, it, to did say did you ever
0: that. hear somebody say that uh I'm concerned that Johnny has low self-esteem did kids even did kids know what self-esteem was I didn't self-esteem. know what self-esteem was I
1: didn't know that was a word back then Oh <laughs> know yeah.
0: I mean, yeah but kids use it regularly now yeah, they, and they talk about a, they talk about stress so I find school and relationships
1: stressful in the elementary school I didn't know what where stress do you, was Where but, do you, where yeah. you get these ideas stress stress was like was like when you're talking about a part in a car, there's too much yeah, all, stress. It can only sustain so much yeah. stress
0: it's going to break. You're
1: right. But why Why are people voluntarily adopting this idea that they're in need of therapy? I think, I think well, it goes both ways, right? It's just a little push
0: and pull. The, the therapy industry encourages it, and we are becoming a narcissistic.
1: I've got another theory. Yeah. Uh, this would only apply to men. Okay. Um, But did you know that uh, testosterone levels have been decreasing uh, decade by decade for like the last 50 years? Uh huh. Like, you know, basically, men in the 40s had way more testosterone than men in the 70s who had way more testosterone than men in the 2000s. Is
0: it cross cultural? Is, it, is this uh, so? A, a Western thing?
1: That's a great question. I don't know.
0: All right. we'll yeah. have to find out. I do want to do a families and testosterone show here yeah. soon.
1: So you know, to some extent, there there are other there may be other things going on in the culture well, that they, are being manifested well, in this kind of public neurosis. Well, this state. is yeah, back to your
0: to your testosterone. Either we are the the accusations. Of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and the feminization of men is producing lower levels. Oh, yeah. Or the lower levels
1: are, are, resulting, are re- resulting in, in yeah. yeah. But. I believe that that's, that's. Yeah, and if you ask one of my children, it's because of microplastics. But anyway. Uh, that's, yeah, well, <laughs> that's, yeah, I uh, microplastics, or it could just be microwaving food. I don't maybe. know. Uh, I don't I know. know. Microwaving, microwaving food in plastic bowls. There you go. I bet uh, the uh, kids would be overboard with that. Probably, uh, you know, who knows what it is? That's the problem. All right. So did, did we ever get to this? No, I, yeah. So let's, we can let's drop back here a few hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, so, What do you got? All right, so this is an interesting quote from this article that we both read. (laughs) And we both highlighted the The exact same same sentences. (laughs) Religion was about instilling taboos and a clear capacity to distinguish good from bad. Psychology is about getting rid of taboos, about painstakingly discovering a truth hidden deep inside, about overcoming the emotions and blockages that prevent us from functioning and blah, 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 blah. Um, The new goal of culture is not to be good or moral. But to be healthy and true to oneself. Yes. So I think what's
0: driving us to therapy is not having, not knowing where the boundaries
1: are and actually being told that there are no boundaries. Yeah. And, and ourselves really crave them. Yeah. So actually, here's an interesting concept. So when we were growing up, we weren't trying to think like, how can I express myself? We were trying to, we were asking questions like, how do I fit in in the world? You know, yes. What what, what, right. what career backwards. path? What career path? The idea of, on?
0: The idea of socialization has become a bad word. It's yeah. like it's conformity. It's you changing your behavior to be a part of a greater society.
1: Or now we're told that that's being inauthentic. Yeah. right? Right now. Right. So when when we were coming up, it was it was okay. Do you think you're better off going this way or that way? And you're you're trying to fit into the structures that already exist, and you're trying to say, how can I participate in society? And how will how will I be
0: viewed by going left rather than right? Yeah, but now so removing so the idea like you said removing stigma. So uh I don't I get the idea that a person who is committed a crime shouldn't be considered a criminal the rest of his life, but yeah, there is. There should be some stigma. It's the kind of thing that keeps you from being a criminal. I don't want to be thought of as a criminal, or 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 whatever's this this the the stigmas that previously religion, the taboos, right, had put in place. Because I don't want to be known as that guy. Yeah. Well, right now, who cares if you're that guy? One, I'm just being authentic,
1: right? Yeah. So this morning at the at the gym, this guy walks into the locker room and just like. Yells something. It was some sort of. A, he was trying to be motivational or something. All right. All right, everybody, let's get to. I don't know what he was saying, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it was like, I'm just sitting here changing into my bathing suit. You know <laughs> what? What is it here? What, what? Why do you have to be that guy? <laughs> <You> have <to laughs> he have that guy. He was expressing himself. I guess. Yeah,
0: right? I guess he was expressing himself. Oh well, 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 well. well. So, so how with, do we? Tie this, this so with the, with the the. Remove the stigma. Have you heard this one? Uh, the word "pedophile."
1: Oh gosh, is a,
0: you know is a, is a is a stigma. Yeah. We have minor attracted person. Yeah, because yeah, we definitely want to. Re- so, is there anything? That, or are is there anything? Is there any taboos? Is there any stigmas that we're allowed to stigmatize people with? Okay,
1: I'm going to make our audience all hate me because I I I heard a segment on this the other the other day. And what a, a minor attracted person! Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah, And and my reaction was, well, you know, the truth of the matter is, historically speaking, the idea of marrying like a a fifteen year old or something is not outlandish, right? I mean that that was that was relatively yeah. common. Yeah. They're biologically ready yeah. to, you know, if they were. So yeah. so so the idea of of like saying, age of consent is going to vary by culture and by other kinds of things right. so 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 trying to push things a little too far I, I i understand a little bit what they're saying but once you get you know down into 10 year olds and all that come on yeah. you know you but yeah. but there are a lot of people who you're right are trying to justify that yeah and trying to say that that's normal or acceptable right. and it's not normal or acceptable
0: but i mean i i, I get it to the point of they're saying there's really nothing wrong with being attracted to a nine year old if I have the strength to, uh, I, I recognize that it would be bad for the other person. I understand, I have the empathy for that person that it would be terrible to have my old sweaty body touching theirs. Okay. And, uh, yeah, how about this? Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Right? Don't, 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 don't create a Facebook page and a, right. a support group. Right. Okay, I get it. You're, you're attracted, but you're able to keep it under control. You'll never get in trouble. Nobody will ever know. Thank you. Yeah. That's the end of it.
1: Problem well, over. Yeah.
0: You don't, you don't get a tenured position at a university.
1: <laughs> to write, a, yeah. write articles you on don't it. Need, you don't need to write a confessional autobiography <laughs> can, or any of that Gross.
0: Kind of I didn't want to, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> so, for example, speaking of kids, I know a guy's got a, a, son, a, a 10 year old. Yeah. Right? And he's a, he's a sensitive kid. He's insightful. He's 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 empathetic. Mm-hmm. Probably too much so, right? Your ten year olds, you you expect them to be selfish. The whole world revolves around them. Yeah. And he probably worries too much hmm. for a kid his age. Okay, um, but don't say that he has anxiety because now he has a diagnosis. Guess what? On that's on the bell curve spectrum that I talked about. He's on the worry end of it. Some other kids are going to be in the, so selfish that, you, you know, they won't pick up their own dishes to put them in the sink. Right. Uh, but neither one of them has a diagnosis that now you need to peg them with. And now there's therapy. And that becomes and now part of their knows, identity, right? Yeah, that's becomes part of their identity. And who knows? And somebody's going to want to give them drugs for it. Yeah. How about the kid? Oh, uh, that kid got ants in his pants. Can't sit still.
1: Yeah, you in, know? Other, in other words, he's a boy.
0: Yeah, right. So, he, what? he doesn't like staring into a book all day. He's staring out the window looking at a tree that he'd rather climb.
1: Yeah. in for him. <laughs> right? I mean, okay, yeah. so that's, that's another thing we haven't touched on, is all this over-prescription of medication for kids who, who can't sit still in a totally artificial environment that, that we created that's really not good for little boys. <laughs> you, know, you, take this, you take this environment, take a bunch of little boys who want to be running around and doing stuff, and you say, sit in that chair and be quiet and look this way and read this book. And come on, that's an awful thing. There, there, there really needs to be a wholesale reevaluation of what we do to these kids.
0: No, the, no, the no, because what you're talking about is a societal effort to help boys.
1: Yeah, I can't do that.
0: No, who cares? <laughs> right, right. We this, the, we only care about girls' self-esteem and uh, the fact that. Er- er- Every girl is not in STEM.
1: Uh, you know, the, here's the question. So obviously, there's been th- there was a time where there were fewer women in college, and now women outnumber men in college. At what point? At what point will the numbers become so lopsided that people will start saying we need to get more men in college? When is that yeah. going to happen?
0: Well, it'll, ha- it, it'll have to be
1: extreme. Probably. Yeah.
0: yeah. Once and then. It'll it'll uh, be part of the reason that we have less marriages and less babies because women find don't want to marry the plumber because they have fancy college degrees.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh,
1: well, that's another topic. That's 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 a boy. That's another topic. topic. I've
0: got a whole other thing here that I'm going to save. Okay. Uh, But I will I will say that I do have a bit of suck it up, walk it off. Yeah. be a man uh, the way in we not in in, in, in my household. Yeah. And so now none of us, none of the men in the house are allowed to complain about anything without hearing Mrs. Pigweed mockingly say, be a man! What's wrong with you? <laughs> be a man! I said, is that, is that supposed to be me? Apparently <laughs> it is. Oh, one more. I've got my grandson uh, uh, who, when he was younger, was a little bit of a frady cat. And I'm like, look, Grandson Are you a man or not?
1: Mm-hmm. He was- well, not yet. I was like, "Darn! All right, grandson right, one, grandfather zero. You got me on I that thought,
0: one. I thought I was going to be able to motivate him with a little, yeah. <laughs> Well, not yet.
1: Not it yet. A yeah, pretty matter-of-fact kill a fellow, fellow. Yeah. Okay, Grand, you're you expecting mean, look too at me, much. I'm
0: seven.
1: I wonder, no, I'm not a man. What kind of question is that? <laughs> but but the idea of you know like what but I just trying to push him along. Yeah, I don't know. the thing we mentioned at the very t- top: the stiff upper lip. Concept. Yeah, you know, this whole idea of of bearing with things and persevering. Sometimes you, know, sometimes you just need to push it down. Yeah, sometimes you need to deal with that. Okay, man of the week. I love this story. <laughs>
0: this, I love. We can do a whole. I'll try to keep it as short as I can because I can do a whole show on this guy. I this mean, guy's we, great. we
1: didn't even get his name though. Just a guy. Some, some guy. Some Swiss dude. Right. So the the here he is. He's he's a worker in Switzerland and he finds out. That if there are different regulations for retirement age for men and women, <laughs> right. right? So if like women are allowed to retire at it's, one it's, age right. and men are allowed it's to only retire. one year, 64 to 65, but he's like, well, he's like, yeah, why do I have to put up with that? So it only costs 75 Swiss <laughs> francs for a man to, um, to officially register. As being a woman. Right. So thanks to a new law, Swiss citizens are allowed to change their sex
0: on paper without needing to provide any documentation from a doctor or physician.
1: 75 francs. I don't know how much that is, but certainly more than you'd earn in a year. I mean, less than you less than, Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds like not very much. So he saw, found this loophole, registered as a woman, and, and now they have to let him retire. <laughs> they have to, because
0: that's the law. You right. You don't need to do anything else. Now you take your paperwork, you turn it in at 64... Here I got my document that says I'm a woman. Yeah. Despite what everything that's going on right yeah. here, it's your law. So what I love. This is the only way. You have to have real world consequences. Yeah. You can't just be on the P and C show and try to point at how absurd and ridiculous some of these ideas are. You need real world consequences, which is why I'm so in favor of ruining women's sports. Yeah. Uh, I I want. Yeah. I want records broken, women not getting scholarships, because it's going to take just plain old suburban moms and their daughters on crutches to come out and say, all right, guys, we've had us, girl, I don't want to see girls molested in bathrooms, but, uh, you, you, I would see some problems because that's the only way it's going to happen. And this is and the level of absurdity. Yes, exactly.
1: It's, this is the kind of thing that points out the ridiculousness of it yeah. and makes people say, come on, let's, let's stop this. This is just dumb. So, our nameless Swiss
0: man who's happily (laughs) retired at age 64... As a woman. (laughs) As a woman! And then then next year he'll just just get the paperwork again. Exactly. Right? Once he turns 65, well, 75 francs. I'm a man man again. Good for you.
1: If you like Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill, please like it, share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you so much.